everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Basic Business, where I basically get into everybody's business. <laughs> so yeah, basically my podcast is me interviewing people who either do really cool things or are going to be doing really cool things, but I basically am just going to get in people's business. That's essentially the name of this, but it also ties in because I am a basic bitch and I do love my pumpkin spice lattes in the fall and I still do wear Uggs in the winter. Guys, this is my first episode. I'm recording this in my closet because I live in a basically it's a studio apartment. It's labeled as a one bedroom but there's no door between our bedroom and the living room. So I'm in my closet because it's the only place that I can record where you don't have to hear my boyfriend scream at his computer while he's playing a game. So hashtag reality. Also, shout out to my boyfriend for letting me borrow his microphone because it's a sick-ass gamer microphone and I sound freaking professional as heck. Earlier, I was recording on my Apple um, like headphones and I was like, oh, this is fine. I can totally record on this. But oh my god, you guys, I sound so much better and I can actually kind of hear myself too. So that's kind of cool. I appreciate the echo because now I feel like I'm totally in a podcast recording zone and I'm not just sitting on my laptop in my closet recording a podcast which is the reality of what I'm doing. My first episode will not be getting into other people's business. It will be in fact getting into my business because I really can't start off this podcast without getting into my stories. I have tried to record this 15 million times. I, I'm serious. I started recording on Friday. It's now Monday and I still don't have anything professionally recorded. Actually I recorded on Thursday. I started this on Thursday. I came up with this idea on either Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'm just, like, struggling to get my first one out. So, here we are. My name's Anna Serrata. I don't even think I said that at the beginning, but hello. My name's Anna Serrata. I'm 23 years old. I graduated college about a year ago. Thank God it was a year ago and not this year. Shout out to my parents for enrolling me into kindergarten early instead of holding me back because I would probably... (laughs) not be here right now telling this story. I would probably be looking for a job and I probably would have not met my boyfriend either because that would have made me a senior when he was in a freshman in college. So it's, you know, timing is impeccable, you guys. The fact that my parents enrolled me a year early into kindergarten, knowing fully well I was going to be the smartest person ever. Obviously, that's why they put me in. No, but they just like really, they they saw potential in me, you guys, and they put me into kindergarten early and I was the biggest book nerd ever. I loved reading books. I was that one weird kid who was like in first grade and I was like in the special reading club because I was so good at reading books. I also loved acting or I thought I loved acting. Um, I did a play in kindergarten and I was the mom and my daughter went missing in a toy store and I just thought I was the bee's knees when I was in that play. And then that was like the last play I did until I did musicals in middle school. But I'm getting ahead of myself. For real, like, I just always love telling stories. I was always just a very dramatic kid. Like, anybody who knows me knows that I was just very sassy growing up and I was just a very bossy person. I always had to be the leader and I always had to tell people what to do. So, yeah that's just who I was as a kid. I probably still am a little bit, but I'm like way mellowed out. Trust me, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, I just loved 
putting on performances you know there's literally a video of me when I was like three years old and I had a, a microphone like it was like a karaoke microphone and I would shove the plug underneath a pillow and pretend like I was putting on a performance for my mom there is a video and exists so that's just who I was as a kid and then the older I got the more creative I was and I would put on plays for my parents and you know I would just come up with these crazy stories and I love doing that and then when I got my very first camera which was a pink can't forget that it was pink a pink Sony Cybershot camera I got that and I was taking videos and just like recording things like around my house and stuff it was probably really lame but I just loved making videos that way and then I would take it and put it onto Windows Movie Maker which is like literally the crappiest thing you could do to like edit a video but I made it work and I would chop it up and I would put music on it and I would call it a day that is what I did and then I got a flip camera because it was probably around like 2000 11 I want to say 2011 2012 when like YouTube vlogging was really big and I saw this like YouTube family use a flip camera and I was like I have to have it dad I got it and I got the flip camera and then I started making videos with my brother when we go visit my mom over the summer because my parents were divorced she lived in Iowa I didn't get to see her very often so we would go stay with her for like a month and she was a working woman so you know I had to pass the time while she was gone at work and there's not much to do in an apartment complex we would make videos and we would come up with these crazy stupid skits and then we would film them and I would make sure that we would go in different angles and you know get up close and far behind like I was very into it and then I would edit them again on Windows Movie Maker and I would upload them to YouTube like an idiot (laughs) thinking I'd become some like big YouTuber someday and get noticed and I was deadly wrong so I did that for a year or so and then I started writing stories because you know I had this laptop I was making videos and that just wasn't enough for me so I started writing a story that I got from a dream and I spent essentially all of high school writing this story. It kind of, in a way, helped me cope with depression because, you know, my parents were divorced. I had to go visit my mom every other weekend. There was a lot of changes going on just being a high school student, and I didn't get to really enjoy that whole, like, being a normal high school student and hanging out with friends on the weekend. I was spending my weekends driving back and forth from Iowa. I just, I used my lack of hanging out with friends and turned it into like being creative and writing and video editing and filmmaking that so then I wrote this book right and I finished it around probably my junior year in high school and it was about 200 pages long and I didn't get it published because I just didn't know who to talk to or what I could do with it I knew that Asians were really expensive and I didn't have any money I was just going to school and working part-time so I just kind of put it aside, but every laptop that I would get following after that, I would make sure that I had that story on there, and even on this MacBook Air that I have now, it's still on there. I'm just going to probably carry that story with me forever, and you know, there's only a few people who have seen it, but that's okay. I don't care. It's just a a thought that counts, you guys. So then I went um, to community college after graduating high school because I just could not leave home yet. I wasn't like mentally or emotionally ready to go away to a four-year school and my grades also kind of sucked I got like a 21 on my ACT which was okay I probably could have gotten into the state school right out of high school but I just like 
really was dead set on going to the University of Iowa because that's where my dad's side of the family all went and I just thought that was the school I was going to go to and because my ACT score kind of sucked and I didn't really have any extracurricular activities outside of doing like orcasis which is like a dance club for a year my senior year and I also did a play I did the spring play but I was like a cheerleader I had like two lines so I mean first of all how stereotypical is it that I was a cheerleader in a Shakespeare play of all things a cheerleader in a Shakespeare play I had like maybe three lines so yeah I didn't do a lot in high school I kind of just floated around you know there was always like the theater kids or orchestra kids or the popular kids I was just kind of there present so I went to community college and I got to go with my best friend so it was kind of cool that at least I had her to hang out with uh it would have sucked if not and then I also just worked I worked at a little tea store all during that I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life I knew that I wanted to do something with either writing or video editing or social media or something in the multimedia arts I just didn't know what and I knew that whatever I majored in, I wanted to make sure that I would have a job out of college because hashtag ain't nobody else gonna pay for your bills but yourself, girlfriend. So I wanted to make sure I had a job after college. I took a speech class my freshman, my freshman, yeah, my freshman year in community college and my speech professor told us that communications was like the number one career path or something that people should be getting into right now because it's like hot and I didn't know what that meant I didn't know what specifically he was referring to he was probably biased because he's a speech teacher but I felt very influenced to go into communications so I started looking into it and I was like well what can I major um I started looking into it It was interpersonal communications or external communications um there's also just like social media, multimedia, I don't know. There's like a million different majors I could have gone into. And so once I finally picked my school, I initially was down as an interpersonal communications major. I had no freaking clue what it was, but it sounded good. So I did it. And then I was told that I was going to be enrolled into the honors program. And I was like, oh my God, I'm such a nerd. So my dad made me go to this like transfer day, freshman kind of fair that they were doing and while I was there I talked to this girl who was in the honors program and she was going through the list of like or no it wasn't her I went to the school of comm booth and they're like oh what major are you in and I was like interpersonal communication she's like cool and I was like yeah I don't know what it is and she kind of told me about it and I was like oh shit I don't think this is what I want to go into like I don't know and so then she told me about public relations and I was like what is that I mean I've heard of like Samantha from sex in the city who's like a publicist but I didn't know that's like what it was I knew that was kind of what I wanted to be someday but I just didn't know like how to get there you know there's a lot of things in life that you know the end goal you just don't know how you get to your end goal so she told me about PR and I was like yes that's exactly what I want to do I like writing I can read duh. I like speaking I can do social media I was like sign me up so immediately I went home that night and changed my major to PR I got in right away easy breezy beautiful cover girl so I got in I transferred to school and like within the first week I was like okay Anna we gotta get involved because I spent 
two years of community college just kind of working and going to school. My dad wasn't making me work for that my first year that I transferred because he just wanted me to, he allowed me to like embrace all of college. So thanks dad for letting me do that, even though I was so broke, you guys. It was a good thing I was not 21 yet and going out to the bars. But anyways, so I had this roommate who I roomed with my junior year. I lived with three girls and one of them was in the same major as me and she was like oh my god you have to come to PRSSA and I was like what is PRSSA she's like it's the public relations student society of America and I was like cool let's go so we went to this meeting and it was just like 25 or so people and they gave they did like a jeopardy game and then they gave me a free cookie at the end and I was like I'm sold then I was like okay well I'm gonna join this because partially because my class had to have like one of my classes required us to join an organization and so I joined that but I also really wanted to use it as like a resume builder so I joined PRSSA and then like the second week I was there they're like oh we're accepting applications for our chair positions and I was like I need to jump on this I applied for the social chair position and I interviewed with the president and she was super cool we sat at Einstein's I remember it was a nice crisp fall day and I interviewed with her and I had to wait until like that Friday evening to find out and they sent me an email and they said congratulations you are our new social chair for 20 what was that 2018 yeah no 2017 oh my god I'm so freaking old 2017 2018 junior 2019 2018 yeah okay 2017 2017 hell yeah so I became a social chair and I basically got to put together like all of the socials that PRSSA our chapter was going to be doing for the year so I did that I did not join a sorority even though my boyfriend was in a fraternity I just didn't see myself as like a sorority girl just didn't for me so I did that had a good time got to meet some cool people got to make some friends that's actually how I met one of my best friends today um we met through PRSSA so shout out to PRSSA a little bit like I would say like in the winter of my junior year um I was like okay Anna you're almost to your senior year you kind of got to figure out like got to look for an internship because they kind of like pushed internships on you and everybody always tells you that like internships are the way to go to get a job. I reached out to my uncle. Actually, I had reached out to both my uncles and I was like, because they're both in communications or something in that field. And I was like, hey, you got any contacts for me? Because I, uh, I need to, you know, get an internship. And so they gave me a giant list and I just started emailing people left and right. And I was like, hello, my name's Anna Serrata. Um, I'm a junior public relations student and I, you know, am interested in an interview. And out of all of those, I think I only got one interview. (laughs) And so I went to the interview. It was at a small little agency in the suburb called Oakbrook, Illinois. And I went there, interviewed with them, knocked it out of the park, you guys. No, I'm just kidding. But it was just kind of like a really chillaxed interview. They asked me about like what I knew about PR, which at that time was not a lot. I hadn't really gotten into any of my PR classes. And if I had, they didn't really dive too deep into anything. I told them my, you know, my experience and we talked and chatted. And I got a call like later on that day and they're like, yeah, we'd like to have you as our intern this summer. And I was like, great. So I interned with them for that summer and I was not prepared for what I was going to have to do like the first day 
before I even walked into the office, my supervisor made me call a list of media outlets, like newspaper outlets, TV stations, and pitched them a story for one of our clients. And that was like the most nerve wracking thing. Like you might not think it, but it's very nerve wracking to have to pick up the phone and call a news station and be like, hello, my name's Anna Surratt and I'm trying to pitch you this story. So that was my first day. I interned with them for the whole summer. I had a blast. I learned a lot of real world experience. And then when I came back to school in the fall, I was well prepared to finish out my senior year. I also became the the vice president of PRSSA at my school's chapter. Yes, go me. It was actually a big highlight. And although, you know, it's just vice president, you're not president. I thought it was pretty dang special because I honestly did not think I was going to get it. I thought I would be like the social media manager or something like that. But they gave me the VP spot. I was a VP, you guys. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Basically, my position was to just handle the coordination of the interviews that we would have at our chapter like people who would come in and like talk to us and then I also had to set up like any tours that we would do because like every year we would go on four tours a year so we would do like one at the beginning of this fall semester one at the end of this fall semester and then we would do like another two in the spring so I got to set all those up and it was super fun because I got to like network with a bunch of people and just get to like I don't know I felt special in a way so I really enjoyed doing that it honestly though was a lot of work but it was so fun I got to go to Austin Texas I had never been to Texas before so it was really cool to get to go to that for the conference and just like see a new part of the world or the United States and meet people and stuff so it was it was a good time it was a good time so yeah I think one of my highlights of being vice president was that I got to take our chapter to go visit the Blackhawks and Bulls social media like communications team and then we got to go see the lockers of the Bulls and the Blackhawks and if you're not from around Chicago it's a big freaking deal and it was so cool we got to take pictures and then at the end they gave us hats I got a Blackhawks hat which I still have even though it's not really my style but then I also got a Bulls winter hat and I wear that hat all the time in the winter it's so cool I love it and I love that it's a good reminder of like I got to go see this and I set it up like even though I have no other connections with the people from there anymore, it's still a cool story to tell. So yeah, I did that. And then towards the end of my senior year at college, I was like, oh my God, I gotta get a job. And my boyfriend was well on his way to getting a job. He's a computer science major. I'm sure he's going to correct me and be like, that's not exactly what I did. But it's like information sciences. He loves coding. He loves building websites. So he got a job like right out of college with this big appliance company so he was set for life and um me on the other hand was uh, still unsure the place that i internshiped at the previous summer um i also interned with them in the spring as well because i needed like an extra three credits and i texted my supervisor and i was like yo do you guys need a spring intern because like i could use the work and he's like yeah sure so I kind of like interned remotely for them for my spring semester they wanted to hire me but there was just some like 
you know, they're a small firm. They had to make sure that they had enough money to be able to give me what I deserved to be able to work with them, which is fair. So I kind of waited around for that. I knew it was like on the back burner that I could potentially be working there, but it was still unknown. So I started applying for other places and I drove up to the city a couple times to do some interviews one was for like just an internship and then another was like going to be for a job but it ended up being sketchy so I decided not to do that it was just really hard I did not realize that even though I was going into PR and someday I'd have no problem getting a job it was just getting your foot in the door because most big PR agencies require you to I'm gonna give you a little tip for those of you who are in PR. I've come to learn that even though you have a little bit of experience, those big agencies will still require you to go through their internship program so they can like train you to become, you know, their the PR professional that they want you to be. So it was really hard for me because a lot of them were like, well, we have this internship program that we'll have you go through first and then maybe we'll hire you afterwards. And just the uncertainty of like, I don't know if I'm going to have a job after that internship kind of freaked me out. So I kept looking and I went to this job interview in the city that a girl that I went to school with also had interviewed at and got a job. And she's like, oh, it's so easy. I like interviewed and then they called me and they gave me the job. And I was like, oh, sweet. No brainer. So I interviewed with them and it kind of sounded like almost like a salesy job because they were like, you'll just sit on the phone and call media all day long. And I was like, well, that seems boring. I have a short attention span and I like to do many things at once. Although some people and scientists can claim that's not possible. I just can't focus on one thing at a time. Like I like to be able to be doing different things like, you know, working on social media and then writing a press release and then doing this and doing that. And I just cannot sit there for eight hours a day. Technically, it was going to be nine because they were going to have me come in from eight to five hell nah and I also would have had to commute from the burbs to the city so I would have had to take the train in at like 6 45 it would have been terrible anyways I went to the interview I got lunch with my boyfriend afterwards because he was working in the city I took the train ride home and as I was heading home they called me and they're like we would love to hire you And I was like, great, send me over the paper. And they did. And it was pretty decent salary. You know, the hours weren't going to be great. The job itself probably wasn't going to be great, but it was a job. You know, it was something that I could do. And I could stop working at my little tea store and actually be a real adult. That was my big concern is like, the longer I wait, the longer I'm not going to have a job. And the longer I don't have a job, the less people are going to be interested in me. So I accepted. Well, I half accepted. I said, great, send me the papers so I can look over it. And then I proceeded to go on to social media and post about it and say, I got a job. I accepted my first job. I'm so excited. Then I got a call from my supervisor and he, my old supervisor, my internship. And he's like, I guess I shouldn't send you over the offer letter that I just got approved today. And I'm like, what? Say that again? He's like, yeah, I just got approved to hire you. I got all the papers in a row. I was going to send you the offer letter, but it looks like you have a job. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I haven't accepted yet, so what do you got for me? What do you got for me? And I heard him, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay, okay, let me look at my two offer letters, and I'll get back to you. Y'all, I went from having no offers, and then literally in the last then four hours, I had two offers on. This is what it's like to be, like, a athlete. You know, you're just like, oh, my God, who do I choose? And so my dad was like, okay, Anna, you need to really think about this and weigh your pros and cons. And I in the back of my mind knew what I was going to choose but I still weighed them for like an hour or so we went to dinner and I was like I'm accepting it my old internship place so I accepted and I started working from them 
and I took on a lot more work than I expected. I knew that I was kind of replacing someone who was going, she wasn't even going on maternity leave, she was leaving, she was having twins. So I knew that I was going to be taking on a lot of her stuff, but what I did not anticipate was that then someone else, like literally three months later, would also have a baby, and I was going to have to kind of cover their workload while they were on maternity leave, and that workload was podcasts. Now, I kind of was doing podcasts already for one of our clients, but it was just coordinating. It was real mundane stuff, but then I was able to do it on another podcast, and I was like, wow, okay. And then I decided to kickstart our company's own podcast because I was just loving doing podcasts. I was basically doing podcast blogs, PR, and social media, so I was doing a whole bunch of stuff for them, and I really enjoyed it because... I shouldn't say I really enjoyed it. I still do enjoy it. It's pretty fun to be able to do all these things because that's exactly what I wanted to do is just do a bunch of stuff, learn new things. And so and I started working on these podcasts and coordinating them, but they were like very scientific-y podcasts. It's kind of, you know, it's not something I'd listen to, but it was something that a ton of other people listened to. So I got to learn the ins and outs of podcasts. And while I was doing that, always in the back of my mind, I was like, I should start a podcast someday. I feel like it'd be pretty fun to do a podcast. You know what? Should I do a podcast someday? I mean, I was doing YouTube. I was doing vlogs for a little bit. You know, I was trying to vlog. I, I was okay at it. I like video editing, but it never really stuck. So then COVID-19 hit. I was working from home all the time. Um, I was also at the time living with my brother, which was a fun time. Not a fun time, but I really had no option. My dad was moving out of state. We thought he was going to sell his house in the fall after I graduated. He ended up not selling his house until literally this past May. So, um, thanks. I could have saved a lot of money there, dad. Yeah, so I just kind of, you know, I really got back into reading again. I was trying to write a story that I had been working on for a couple years. Nothing stuck. Tried TikTok. Not a TikToker. It's really not my thing. Also, the whole thought of somebody getting into my personal data like that is just a little creepy. It'll hold me off for a little bit, but I do continue to scroll on TikTok all the time. I'm sure they're able to collect my data from that. TikTok didn't work for me. So, um, come to uh, last, last week, literally last week, I was sitting on my balcony and I was just like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, what, what am I, what am I doing? Like, I'm working, I have a job, which I'm very thankful to have had a job and kept a job throughout this. I have a job, I have money, I live in this amazing apartment with my boyfriend, like, what is missing? A hobby, <laughs> something to do besides watch Love Island, or Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, or read you know, books. I mean, reading books is great, but I wanted to do something. I always get this like itch. I don't know if anybody else gets this itch. Maybe it's just me because I'm a creative person, but I always get this itch to want to do something. I'll sit there on like my bed or my couch or something and like nothing's better than like a rainy fall day when you just like watch the rainfall and you stare out the window and you're like, what am I doing? Like, I just sit there and I'm like, I need to do something. And my brain starts running and I start wanting to, like, come up with a story or tell something or talk about something. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to start writing my story again. So I grabbed my laptop and I started writing my story, but eh, it just wasn't feeling it. And then I was like, maybe I'll restart my YouTube channel because, like, I loved making videos and editing and talking and stuff. And I had super fun vlogging, but then I'm like... 
oh my god, I'm 23 years old and I work essentially a corporate job. Like, who really wants to know about my life? It's not like I do anything exciting outside of work. My boyfriend go to dinner, but I don't got a whole lot of friends around me, so it's not like I'm out partying or anything. I'm, I live a pretty mundane life, so I was like, eh. I also don't have any like special talents like makeup tutorials or I don't know how to do my hair. I'm not a fashionista. I don't know if that's really my style. So then I was like, well, I like listening to podcasts. I've always wanted to do a podcast. I kind of have the basics of how to start a podcast. Why not do a podcast? And it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I could totally do this. I have the editing software on my laptop. I have a microphone. I have friends who do really cool things. And then my brain just started going. And I was like, oh my God, I can interview all these really cool people who do like really cool jobs. You know, like my boyfriend, he's starting a website and he's trying to create something to replace Reddit or like... I would love to interview my dad. He's unemployed now in the middle of a pandemic, but he worked for 24 years and doing the same thing. And like, where does he go from here? Or like just so many interesting people who are in just my tight circle of people who do really cool things. And I'm like, oh my God. And what better way to do it than put it on a podcast and have it out for the whole world to hear. So folks, that is how Basic Business began. And I hope that we can all go together on this journey, holding hands, actually not holding hands because that is not socially distance accepting. We can go on this journey together. And I really hope that you enjoyed listening to me go on a tangent for the last, God, I don't know, like 30 minutes. I'll find out later how long this is. But getting to know me and getting into my business before I get into everybody else's business because, you know, it's only fair. That's my life in a nutshell or I guess essentially my career in a nutshell and where I am. I'm working from home for another week and then I'll be in the office two days a week so it's kind of sucks because I've really enjoyed to be able to wear like sweatpants and just roll out of bed and like turn on my laptop but all good things must come to an end and that folks is where I will be ending this podcast today is right there finishing it up with all good things must come to an end including this podcast episode. I will see you guys on Wednesday with another episode with my very first victim and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I haven't recorded it yet. We have yet to do that. We will be recording on Wednesday but I'm very excited for you guys to go on this journey with me. Thank you for listening and now I can go give my boyfriend back his microphone. Thanks for listening and I'll hear you see you. What do people say when they close a podcast? I'll be back on Wednesday. Peace!